Welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with heel producer Jim Cunningham and my gurus of gambling, my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Brian, Darren, the parlay kid. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's shaking, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Oh, we made it, guys. We got it. Great time of year. Hockey playoffs, basketball playoffs, and Brett Favre is joining us with his wow. podcast partner, Eric Bowling. That's going to be fun. Hall of Fame. We got a lot of Hall of Famers here, Harry. No doubt. No doubt. They're lining up to see us. They want to talk. Uh, and we got a lot to ask them. It's going to be fun. Race to 10 Tuesday also. I need to point out, and let, let's just let's just talk about this for a second. I know this is, uh, you know, this is never smooth. Never, ever smooth. But every Tuesday now for the last three weeks, we have picked a game, an NBA game, and we bet on one of the teams in that game to score 10 points before the other. And it's very exciting. And we lost the first week with Harry. We won the second week with Parley Kid. No, I'm sorry, with Brother Bry, right? And yep. then last week we won with Parley Kid. So we're two and one. I don't want to be involved in picking the game or the team. So I'm like, all right, let's reset it. This week it's Harry's. We could check the text chain. I'm like, Harry, you have a choice of three games on Tuesday. I don't hear shit from him. We, there's about 15 texts in between. And then I'm like, Harry, what's it going to be? Is it going to be, is it Brooklyn, uh, Boston? And then keep in mind, all, all along, I'm like, I don't want to know the team. I just want to know the game. So we could tell Eddie Spaghetti we could set this up. And he's like, Boston. I was like, great. All right. <laughs> now we know the team. There's no surprise there on the podcast. And then this morning, guys, he tells me, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it to race. <laughs> He's racing to the airport or something. I'm racing to the airport. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> okay. And uh, you just didn't consider this yesterday when you blurted out Boston and that early game uh, and everything. Yeah. I kind of did. I kind of didn't. Um, I guess really? I how did you kind of did? I want to hear how I you kind of did. His kind of did I, I, was he sent us a text. He didn't send you oh, the text. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So you thought that it would get to me by carrier pigeon or something? Well, I, you know, maybe, uh, you know, if I'm not on the recording tonight, uh, maybe we'll win since uh, I'm the only loser so far. Well, how now, could so. it be that you're on the recording tonight? Can you take either of those other games? Or where is this flight? I can't even I, freaking keep I, track anymore. Uh, I, well, it's, uh, it's not one way, so I got to connect. So that's why. I could, I might Jesus be able Christ. to be there in Chicago for the uh, Nets uh, Celtics game since I'm in Tampa right now. Okay. What about the later games? Would you? I you, could. I think if, if everything goes smoothly, I can do the later games, and I could do either one. What do you guys want to do? I don't even care at this point anymore. I like I could, to be I, there when Harry loses. It's his I'll tell pick. you what. How about, how about yeah. this? How about we switch it to the? Um, well, we got to ask Dallas these guys. Clippers game. If that's okay. Is it okay? Are you guys around for that? What is that? Is, yeah. What what time yeah, is that? Of course. It, it, are, are you going to definitely be around, Harry? I am supposed to. Yeah, I'm supposed to land <laughs> oh, in Jesus. Phoenix. Listen, listen, listen. I'm, sp <laughs> I'm supposed to land in Phoenix at 630. I'll be home by 715. And uh, 730, we start the show for the Clipper game. Against Wait a minute. You la you're supposed to land at 630 and you're going to get your fat ass out of the airport and home in an hour, we think, and you have bags oh, yeah, and everything. You have bags, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. And, and we live, uh, I live uh, 10 minutes All right, well, airport. you'll do it from the car or something. So that's right. a 730 tip. Uh, yeah, here's the problem. That's a, that, I'm seeing that as an NBA TV game. So that kind of sucks for people watching along. Is that possible that that's NBA TV? 
The other two are TNT. Uh, that's what I. Hmm. That's what I saw. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what do you guys think <laughs> here? Okay, from the car, I could do Lakers. Uh, I should be able to do Lakers. Uh, All right, let's sons. do that. Right now, the problem with that <laughs> is if the first game goes long, we may not see the first couple minutes. But they've been good about holding it, right? But if that first game goes to overtime, which I don't think it will, let's plan on Lakers. Spaghetti, are you around for that? I'm sorry, now Spaghetti. Now your your day has to end later. But no, can you I'm do around that? for that. Do a little late night action. It'll be awesome. All right, see, he's a, Thanks, he's a team player. There you go. <laughs> He's got his connecting flights in a, in a row here. All right, so Lakers, Suns, first to 10. Who are you going to pick? We're going Suns. All right. Suns, easy. So let's take a look. What is that? What are the odds on that? I know you didn't prepare for this. So let's, let's I mean, figure last, this out. Yeah. Last week, no one could win as fast as or quick as probably so, did. That was unbelievable. It's not going to get better than that. It was 3-3, three, three, and then we went on an 8 nothing run. It's, Sun, it's Sun, Suns are even, so. Okay, plus, plus so. Over. Even odds, Suns right. race to 10. We'll take them. We're going to discuss that game and others. Harry may or may not be there. He's going to try to join us from his phone, which I'm sure will be out of uh, juice by the time he lands in Phoenix. But we have the Suns <laughs> to score 10 points before, and you better bet a lot of money on this, Harry. Okay. Suns to score first. Um, no doubt. There you go. So that'll be fun. That's tonight. Join us on Twitter. We'll give you a reminder, and it's uh, Bedlam once it starts up. But right now, it's time to deep dive into the collectively crushed soul of the degenerate trifecta in a segment we hate to call Bet Aches. When a bet makes you sick and you make the wrong pick, it's a bet ache. It's a bet ache. It's a bet ache. Yes, Bet Aches brought to you by our friends at PropSwap. Let me start us off because mine is in the rearview mirror. It was Friday night. I haven't been this angry about the result of a game and. Many, I mean, since football season, I don't know what it is. So a lot of us had the Wizards and Warriors to make the playoffs, right? Yeah, we had yeah. this at plus 364. We yeah. took it a couple of weeks ago when it looked like the Wizards were going to be in that 9-10. So they were going to have a tougher road. But they were in the 7-8. They lose the game to the Celtics. And then they win convincingly, right? They win. Uh, why, why can't I remember who they, they killed? Played? They killed the Pacers. In the end. Right. The Pacers, Indiana. right. Pacers didn't show up. That wasn't even a game. Warriors lose to the Lakers. Fine. They're going to play the winner of Memphis and uh, San Antonio at home. Memphis wins. Warriors play. They look dead, right? It's This is not a bad beat in, in terms of like they were up 30 and then they lost the game. They look dead. Freaking uh, Wiggins couldn't hit anything. He was awful. So bad. Bazemore. All these guys were really bad. Steph, slow start. You know, wasn't there weren't like five possessions where he hit three threes in a row. They really had only a couple runs. I think the Lakers like beat the crap out of them. And and they to the Lakers, which showed on Sunday. But so that was a physical game. That's another discussion. You guys know how it goes. Get back in the game. Some questionable calls. And then freaking Draymond. I mean, I you see this. You see the still shot of him with four seconds left with the ball. And a couple guys converging, but for God's sakes, get a decent shot off or get fouled. He doesn't. It goes to overtime. Grayson Allen, I joked that he was going to have over three and a half three-pointers. And what did he have? Two? Buried us. Wiggins throws one that's still bouncing around the arena. I don't know where the <laughs> hell happened. And uh, our our bet went to shit. Just terrible, Brother Bry, right? I mean, I, I, I was so, I don't know why I was so mad. I was cursing the sport. Our friend Alec was a big Curry fan. Curry didn't even have a bad game, but that's my bedache. Freaking Warriors. Ah, 
just bad really bad what about you have one too right was it the warriors well, or Curry or something? well the thing was it was the same game so like i already needed you know we needed you know we had a lot on the warriors to win that would have been a nice uh like four to one shot there but i also took for my best bet for that night for extra points i took and i had money on it too i took steph under 30 38 and a half points mm-hmm. um and you know late in the fourth they're down 10 it seems like you know i'm, I'm already marking the the warriors off as a loss anyway so i'm like all right let's let's just end this game here um steph goes on a little bit of run of course they tie it uh like you said dre has a chance to win it uh he's not even close with that shot it wasn't even close goes to overtime so it goes to overtime for me so i knew basically it was over because he was at 37 points right he was at 37 points at the end of regulation um so another two points i was done uh i think he hits a jumper with about two uh, two minutes into overtime, uh, he gets to 39, and that yeah. was it. Um, so that was real tough for me, but it gets even funnier when Harry starts talking about it, too, from his side. Go ahead, Harry. <laughs> jump in there. Let's see what happens. Well, also in that game, yeah. I, I mean, I now, Sal, you mentioned how the game went. That's pretty much how yes, I tell explained us, start it us off. You were, you, had a ch- you were at a Chili's in Albuquerque airport, <laughs> and then what happened? And I had uh, a parlay going where I had Wiggins only over 29 and a half points, rebounds, assists, which hit. I had Morant over 21 points, which hit easily. And I had Curry over 49 and a half points, rebounds, and assists combined. 46. Now, granted, yeah, I did lucky to get to overtime, sure, but he had 46 at the time. And he figured in overtime, it's going to go back and forth crazy. He he took, he was one of two, like Brian said, he had a shot with like 220 to go in the uh, first over uh, in the overtime. Took one other shot, no passing, no nothing. It was all pool taking shots. He winds up a 48. I needed over 49 and a half. So what, so what were the odds, though, that both of us lost, right? I had under 38 and a half points, and Harry had oh, yeah. over 49 and a half. It goes to overtime. <laughs> points, rebounds, yeah. <laughs> it falls, yeah. so we perfectly both, lo- Good both Lord. lost that. All right, yeah. Parlay Kid, bring us back to earth with a terrible hockey loss. Well, it was, it was basically four losses, Sal. I... <laughs> Basically doubled, tripled, quadrupled up on the Oilers over these last four <laughs> games. Uh, starting with game one, where they were my, my sharp tank pick to win. You need uh, some clear that this, eyes, Darren, for your crimes. I, I, you see oh, that, right? Oh, Harry. <laughs> uh, <Be> it, it, <laughs> Oilers. Well, uh, Harry, we, you and I talked about this yesterday because I know you mm. were all over the Oilers yesterday. Yeah. Um, and how how is a team with the, all these top draft picks – uh, it, it, it just losing four straight games to Winnipeg. And correct me if I'm wrong. I know, I know Mikey Meatballs had the Jets, but right. how is it that the Jets had 59 points this year? I mean, they're barely a playoff team, really, if you look at the kind of season they had. And to go play a team like Edmonton with the uh, basically top two, maybe the top two players in the NHL, and I know maybe their depth isn't great, I don't understand why they haven't been able to acquire better depth at this mm. point, but then to lose three straight games in overtime mm. uh, yesterday to top it off. And even though I knew yesterday was a, a roll of the dice for me because when a team is down three, three, Oh, you don't know really if they're going to show up or not in that type of game. But uh, I feel like Edmonton hardly showed up. I know they took it to three overtimes, but you get off 37 shots that whole game against the jets you're either you're being outplayed and outcoached, outschemed, whatever you want to call it. Terrible mm. job by the Oilers. I know Brian and I are on a text chain with, with Islanders fans. If the Islanders fall behind one nothing, people are ready to jump off their roofs 
Mm. Uh, right, Brian? I mean, yeah. it's 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 unbelievable. Mm. I can't imagine what these fans are like up in Edmonton right now. That's hockey town, right? Is that a hockey town? I think it is. They never, they, ever, they, they shouldn't have gotten rid of Gretzky. I think that's the problem. They, there. Yeah. <laughs> and they've been Darren, jinxed since he left. Yeah. Darren, my, vid oh my, my gosh. video pick, my video, like we mentioned, my video pick on, on Sunday was Oilers minus one and a half. How is and that? You guys, listen, I'll admit it. Listen to it. Up 4-1 with eight minutes to go. I had been in the sun all day long and, and, and at the beach. That's so, not yeah, a bedding, though. For, I was sleep, you that's not a bedding for you because you didn't even watch it, Harry. So you can't. Well, I had a minus one and a half, and I'm up 4-1 in the in, with eight minutes to go. And you guys are right. When you guys are like, Harry's not even watching, I'm admitting it. <laughs> I'm admitting it. I did. Were you asleep. even following the score? Yeah, if you're not following the score, there's four, no eight. eight minutes, and I couldn't keep my eyes open anymore. So then I right. then I saw the well, a little game, bit of I'm an like, ache. are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah I, I feel bad for the sun, really. But no, I, I listen, I don't know. That's I, that Edmonton thing. I, I told you, Todd Furman now on Fox Bet Live has hit, I think, 15 and two, 15 and two in games he bet on that end up going to overtime. He's on the right side, 15 out of the last 17. Now I'm just hedging. I bet like 300 bucks. I'm not even kidding. I sent them the screen grab on Winnipeg to win in over. As soon as I saw that game was going to overtime, I'm like, oh, great. Mm. They were actually an underdog. Uh, and I bet them to go to to win in overtime. And they did. I don't even have to watch it anymore. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bettings suck. I think that's the bottom line. Here. <laughs> but um, yeah, Paul Kid, I think it's funny because Hench and Damashek were like, well, this is what happens. Connor McDavid's like, oh, where's all this open ice in the playoffs? Like, well, then what's the difference? Because Winnipeg lost five out of seven, I think, to Edmonton. So what is, are they really playing that different from regular season? To postseason, I get it. The intensity's ramped up, but it's a it's a very different game otherwise, too. Like what we see on the ice. I don't. I. I. I it, the intensity's ramped up, but they're scoring goals in all the other games, Sal. Yeah. You know that we haven't seen too many shutouts in the uh, playoffs so far, right? We really haven't. I mean, yeah. Edmonton's been the least effective offensive team, basically, uh, aside from like say the Blues. Uh, in the playoffs, so it sucks um, because you know I, I discussed it like, and you, Parley Kid, and Brother Bry, and Mikey Meatballs, and Eddie Spaghetti are always going to be hockey fans. They're going to be hockey junkies no matter what. But that might be the extent of hockey fandom, right? There's going to be a few casual fans. Got to get the casual fans back on board by having these stars go to the at least the freaking quarterfinals, right? The semifinals. You can't. There's what three stars, and they you can't. It's not like the NBA where every team has a star. So if it's John Morant instead of Steph Curry, okay, you could live with mm -hmm. that. But yeah. for God's sake, hockey, I don't know. All right, what do I want to say here? All right, <laughs> that's Bet Aches. It's brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Let's hear the song again. When a bet makes you sick And you make the wrong pick It's a bet It's a bet It's a bet Hey, it's uh, time for another edition of the Extra Prop of the Week. Each week, you'll be asked to guess the number on a prop you won't find at any sportsbook, just like PropSwap, which offers odds you won't find at any sportsbook. This week's Extra Prop focuses on Game 3 of the Suns-Lakers series on Thursday night. What will be the number for LeBron James points scored plus DeAndre Ayton rebounds? Harry, you want to guess? LeBron James points scored plus DeAndre Ayton rebounds. This is Game 3, Thursday night. Uh, let's go the number. Let's go. Uh, the, well, there's 38 number total numbers on the roulette wheel. I'll say 38. All right. Uh, let's see how that fa factors in. But either way, 38. Now that's wrong. It's not going to be 38. To enter, though, 
Tweet us your guess at Extra Points Pod and at PropSwap with the hashtag, hashtag Extra Prop. And you must be following both accounts to win. That's at Extra Points Pod and at PropSwap. The winner will receive a $400 Suns to win the Western Conference ticket. Wow. Courtesy of PropSwap. Harry, you already own one of those. Uh, go to PropSwap.com today or download the PropSwap app to find the best odds nationwide. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. What did you get Phoenix at, Harry, to win the Western Conference? 22 to 1. 22 to 1. Pretty damn good. Pretty good. All right, guys. NBA, lots of action. This is how it's going to be every night for the next, uh, what, seven, eight weeks? Lots of fun. Lakers, Suns, Mavs, Clippers tonight, Hawks, Knicks tomorrow. Let's go over all three. Parlay kid, I'm a little worried. First of all, if you win your first two at home, you're a 94% favorite yeah. to win the whole thing. I know I didn't read that right. But anyway, teams that won the first two games at home have won the series 94% of the time. That seems really high in this day and age. But so the Suns can wrap that up, winning the two, when I say wrap that up, right? And the other two are on the road, so it doesn't matter. But here's what I'm worried about, Parley Kid. Too many people are penciling in the Knicks as a win, the Lakers as a game two win, and the Clippers as a game two win yeah. to even up the series. I have a feeling that three-team parlay loses. But let's take a look at Lakers, Suns. Like I said, game two. Here we go. Suns, a two-point underdog at home. Over-under is 210. I'm going to give, I don't know about this. I think the Lakers win the series. I think the Suns could take game two, but I'm going Devin Booker under 28 and a half as a player prop. Four out of the five went under before the other day when he went crazy, but four of the last five games before that, he averaged 25 and a half. Look, LeBron and AD have to become help defenders like they are. They proved they could do it last Wednesday. They doubled up Steph 16 times. They force five turnovers. I think it's going to be a similar type of thing. Booker gets 22, 23, 28 and a half too high. I'm going under. Parlay kid, you think the Lakers even this series up? Yeah, I, I like the Suns really to win this series, Sal. Unlike like you, mm -hmm. I, I like them to win this in seven and pull it out. But uh, these NBA playoffs usually play out a certain way. And I always think uh, after that game one loss, it's a, to me, it's really a must win. Like you just gave that stat, right? Like the, the 94% of mm -hmm. uh, the time, if the team wins the first two games, uh, they, they're going to win the series or whatever it is. It, it certainly feels like that. That's what happened. So in a way, is this a must win for the Lakers in game two? Uh, it just might be. Uh, for all these teams that are down 1-0, it's basically a must win, I feel like. So I like all these teams that are down 1-0. The Lakers are no different. LeBron and AD, uh, did they did they play great the other night? I don't I don't know if they were at their best. I don't know if LeBron's still hurt. I don't know if AD's still kind of banged up. But for one game, game two, they rise to the occasion. They get it done. Uh, they steal a game here in Phoenix. Uh, their defense locks the Suns down, especially in the second half. Take the Lakers minus one and a half uh, at minus one ten right there. Yeah, I should mention LeBron after losing a game one since the 2018 playoffs. Uh, 2018, he won 4 3 against the Pacers. 2018, won 4 3 against the Celtics. He lost to the Warriors in the finals 4 0, uh, 2018. 
He won against the Blazers, 4-1, won against the Rockets. That was 4-1, so now we have to look at today. Harry, well, honestly, we only care about the race to 10, right? We want the Suns mm-hmm. to score 10 points first, but you're going with your home team, Suns, because you've stalked half of these players, and you know them inside and out. <laughs> at least they're garbage habits. I am going with the Suns. You're right. It opened at plus 102. It's up to plus 108 this morning, probably for the sole reason that people just feel LeBron no way they drop. He drops and the Lakers drop both games in Phoenix, but why not? I mean, they were fortunate versus Golden State to qualify. As I shot just 40% uh, in that game. Um, didn't play well the other the other game in game one against uh, the Suns on Sunday. Um, Suns now, after winning that game, have beaten L.A. 3-4 of this season. Booker had a tremendous first playoff game, outscoring LeBron and A.D. by himself, 34-33, and probably what will be the key matchup in the series, DeAndre Ayton. Down low, eight up Andre Dump, Drummond the whole game. I think it continues. Sunshine brightly and go up two nothing oh, in the series. Wow, we got a little uh little editorializing there. That's nice. Um, <laughs> brother Bry, you got the over under here. Are you pa- factoring in the Chris Paul injury? What is it like a shoulder contusion? Didn't have a great game one anyway, and they still kind of blew him out. Seven points. Uh he only made like three field goals, three of eight, I believe. Season average of 16. What do we think about Chris Paul and how are you um, well, factoring it, that into the that, over-under? That doesn't matter for me because I'm just taking the over for the Lakers here at uh, mm-hmm. uh, 104 and a half. So I'm, I'm just taking the Lakers here. Um, it, the first game just seemed like a feel-it-out game for the Lakers versus the Suns. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just one of those type of games. They, they haven't been in a rhythm, though, the last two games except for the second half against the Warriors. But the Lakers shot so poorly in the game against the Suns. They from the field, 27% from three. They only made seven threes and they shot 60% from the line. Mm -hmm. So it was just a really bad game offensively for them. I think this is a more open type of game, a little bit more offense between for both teams, I think. Um, So even if this is back to normal, right? If they hit, they hit, you know, typically they average like 11 threes a game. If they hit those, if they hit their free throws, this is going over 104 and a half for them. And, and like, Parley Kid was saying earlier, though, LeBron and AD had a combined 31 points yeah. um, in game one. That's not happening again in game two. You could expect right. them to get closer to 50. So I like the over 104 and a half for the Lakers tonight. All right. That's a fun one. Moving on to the Mavericks and Clippers. Now, there's the other one I worry about. I'm not sure that the Clippers are the better team at this point. I am sure that they tanked the three seed to avoid the Lakers, a team that they may not even play. They may not get to the second round. Lakers may not get to the second round. Oh, boy, the NBA needs one of these L.A. teams, and they really need the Lakers to advance here. But the Clippers are favored by seven in game two Mm. over the Mavs, 215 and a half. Is he over under? You know, the the best three-point shooting team in the NBA, and they just hit the skids the other day. They couldn't hit anything, and the Mavs took over. Triple-double for Luka. They ran 10 deep in the lineup. Did very well. Nice, balanced win. Beat them up pretty good. Maybe the Clippers weren't ready. I think they will be ready. I don't even know that they win tonight, but I think they... I'm pulling a perk here, guys. I'm pulling Mm -hmm. a perk. I'm putting the Clippers first half. Minus three and a half. Minus 128. I think they're winning like 48-40 at the end of the first half. Parley Kid, you're taking that a step further. You're going for the games. It's now seven. It was six and a half, now seven on FanDuel. Yeah, so, you know, uh, one of the things I I always root for betting-wise, not with the Knicks game the other night, the Knicks aside, mm-hmm. I always root in the NBA for the home team to lose game one. Right. Because then I always come back huge in game two, a la the Nuggets uh, last night. 
um, figuring that they would uh, pounce in game two at home. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm doing the same with the Clippers. If you look at this game, something rare happened the other night. You don't see it too much. The, the Clippers lost by 10, uh, and they lost each quarter, basically by two or three points. Uh, right. That's kind of an interesting thing that you don't see too often. The Mavericks shot lights out. We just talked about the Clippers being the best three-point shooting team. The Mavericks shot 47% uh, or close to 48% the other night against the Clippers, who are a very good defensive team. I'm expecting the Mavs to cool off, the Clippers to get hot. Kawhi really put this team on his back. Paul George, please, can you get off to a decent start mm -hmm. uh, in, in this game? Mm -hmm. uh, I need them to complete a parlay, too, because I did have the Nuggets and uh, – uh, and and the clips on a parlay, so I got the Nuggets part right here. I just need the, uh, the clips to win in this, but I'm taking them. Go with the minus seven. I don't care if it increased by half. I think the clips pull away in the second half of this game. Mm. Sal, let's take them minus seven. All right. Yeah, I brought this up on Fox Bet Live. Is there a worse nickname than Playoff P? And I think he gave it to himself, right? Playoff <laughs> P when you have Mister October and Mister Clutch and things like that. Playoff P sounds like, yeah, I was nervous. Look at my shorts. I got there's a little playoff P on them. But yeah, look what look what happened. But I don't know. Give, that's a terrible nickname. I don't know. And a lot of pressure you put on yourself there. Brother Bry, at this time of the year, don't you feel like we look at we look back to Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, like, oh, the home team has covered six in a row. The right. the road team has covered six in a row. The unders have covered six in a row. Two big home blowouts, right? Now, granted, they were both favorites. So now the Lakers aren't a favorite, so it wouldn't be the same situation. Are we looking, uh, you know, it's easy maybe to take the favorite for I, the next three games, but I, something's going to get screwed up, right? I'm, I'm really worried, right? Because, yeah, it's like sometimes when you get those runs, you get it for like two or three days, and you're like, shit, mm. yeah, we've got yeah. six six or eight right. games in a row with a home team's favorite, and I have a feeling I'm going to do that tonight, and I'm going to get fucking <laughs> screwed, all right? It's like, I, and I know we're talking about these games, I think, I know Parley Kid <laughs> likes to do it, but where we flip flop, right? That team lost game one. They're at home again. They're going to win game two, definitely, right? And it's right. Like I got um, the Jazz on everything. Whenever that game is, yeah, right, to go, exactly. Whatever it is, you're yeah. right though. But, you're right but, though. But exactly. you're gonna. I know we're all gonna do it. We're all gonna. We're all gonna parlay Jazz Clippers, right? We're right. gonna do it. And mm -hmm. it's just uh, we throw the Knicks in there too, and, as and well. maybe the Knicks. We, we might get killed <laughs> on this. <laughs> crazy yeah i know you fall in love with the zigzag you fall in love with the, zigzag, the home baby. team dominance and everything uh all right uh harry uh, as long as we're talking about playoff p here you have him in a player prop this is not a hd double o g it's a much better nickname than playoff p yeah that's my opinion but anyway i'm gonna go with a i'm gonna <laughs> go with play uh playoff uh p paul george over four three-pointers made at plus 118. Now, look, my reasoning may not sound smart here. Never does. But I'm going to give you yeah. a reason why. But why is it this line doesn't make sense? It's fishy. It's only plus 118. It should be way higher here. Last year mm. in the playoffs. Listen, Parley Kid made a point. The Clippers, um, trouble again in the playoffs, down one nothing. George didn't have a great first game. And versus Dallas in the playoffs last year, going four three-pointers or more was 0-4-2 versus Denver. He was 1-3-3. Three and three. In his last 10 games this year, he's one, or 11 games, 1-10 going over four, four threes or more. Yeah. Why is he only plus 118 to go over four threes? Uh, 
It doesn't make any sense. I can't you follow. Think you got to go under, <laughs> but I'm going over, over four three <laughs> at plus one eighteen. Going the there reverse we go. because it makes no sense. <laughs> I. You did a great job arguing against your own point, I guess, if that's what you I want know, to do. Again, he's the master. He's the I master. I certainly did. I certainly did. This is the one thing Joel Solomon is, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, it's kind of got fresh eyes coming into this sports gambling game. He's like, I never understand when Harry does this. He argues against himself. He should be plus before. 150 with those stats, not plus 118. Who, babyface Joel Solomon? No, I'm talking about, <laughs> Joel, what do you think of this? This tact that he takes here. It's 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 par for the course for Harry, just causing confusion. We <laughs> we we think he's going one way. He is. He's the zigzag. He is. He's Mister yes. Zigzag, which is yes. a, a famous uh, rolling paper company, right? I think. Pretty <laughs> yeah, sure. you're right. That nice. all makes sense. All right, brother, right. you got another player prop for us? Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, Porzingis over two and a half threes at plus two ten. I think he hit this in two of the last three games. He struggled shooting game one. Um, but now that he's played a few games under his belt since he's returned, uh, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna lean heavily on him. You know, for for the Mavericks to win or have a shot in Game Two, I think KP is gonna have to be a little bit more aggressive shooting the ball. He's gonna have to have a better game. You know, he's averaged two and a half threes per game here. So, and he's been pretty consistent. So, I think you're getting some value. I think with him at plus two ten. Um, I think it's a fun bet. I think he definitely gets to two, and we'll, I'll be praying that he hits the third one here. Uh, but you'll. This is one of those you'll know kind of right away if KP comes out, hits. I mean, he doesn't take a ton. I think he takes like six, six and a half. If he yeah. comes out and hits his first one, he's he's going over. But it's um, it's a it's a fun one, and I like the plus mm. two ten. But why don't you hedge yeah. against KP missing his first three, and then you'll you'll win both ways, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he could even do that. All right, Hawks Knicks. The Knicks fans are very nervous about this. What an atmosphere. MSG, you guys going back and forth with Jerry Ferrara. It's oh, yeah. I, I feel like they had 15,000. It seemed like 70,000 fans at the Garden the other day. And all for naught, because Trey Young put the team on his back and won that game with the last second shot with .9. And Bogdanovich had a crazy three with a minute left. Like So I don't know. Maybe every game is going to be like, I'll tell you what, I don't think every game is going to be like Julius Randle shit in the bed. That's for sure. Right. Right? Yes. This is the... They can't take that most improved player away from him. Right? <laughs> Can he improve? He just needs to improve now from Sunday because he had 15 points. He was 6 of 23. I got a ballsy one here. This is on Fandle. Julius Randle will outscore Trey Young. And he's the favorite. He's a slight favorite at minus 115. Now, in the three previous games against Atlanta, he averaged 37 points. I know Trey Young is going to get his points. I think he's going to get like 22 or 24 points. But I, I look for Julius Randle, Parley Kid. I know you like this too. I think he comes yeah. up with 28. That freaking offense can't yeah. go through Alec Burks again, right? Because the series is over if that keeps happening. Um, even though they just even lost by one point. But Julius Randle, minus 115, more points than Trey Young. Parley Kid, homer pick here. What are you going with? Yeah, well, so I'm going to get back to that Randall because I, I got him uh, put into uh, my All shark right. tank later. So uh, okay. that's I like what you just said there. I agree with that. The Knicks, minus two here over the Hawks. Uh, boy, and I think a lot of this is that Randall can't play worse than he played the other night, right? I really mm -hmm. don't think he's capable of doing that in back-to-back -back games. He's going to be a lot better. That being said, I don't know if you're going to get the same type of performance from an Alec Burks as, as well, but... Right. I think Randall's better. Bullock shoots the ball better. Barrett did not shoot the ball well the other day either. 
Uh, the Knicks, who've been a very good three-point shooting team here, uh, will shoot much better in game two. I think they were a little tight to start the game. Uh, and look, they had that game. They had it. Oh, what a game. So like you said, uh, hopefully Trey Young, uh, something Jerry said uh, in a text to us the other night, said, man, Trey gets calls like Michael Jordan sometimes. Like mm. he, gets, he, know, he does know how to draw fouls. He gets that player behind him, stops, right. backs into him, draws a foul. Kind of frustrating to watch, but uh, he does a great job. He's a very crafty player. But uh, I think this Knicks team, Thibodeau, will have them focused, ready. They're going to play a great defensive game. Randall plays better. They cover the two here at home in a must, must win. Hey, I think it's Thibodeau. I feel like we've called him Thibodeau for many, many years. And it's all this year. And then it seems like everyone now is calling him Thibodeau and Thibs. Nah, come on. Uh, what come the on. hell happened like this past weekend? <laughs> Can you get a name change that quick? I don't know. I should have mentioned, yeah, Nick's favorite by two, two twelve and a half is the over under. Bry, can you add more to the homerism that your brother just displayed? Nick's well, minus two seems well, very easy. I'm nervous here. Uh, that was going to be my bet ache originally because I had uh, I had the Knicks. That's a bad my, one too. My Sharp Tank uh, that was awful. But I will say, Parley Kid and I and and Mikey Meatballs watched the game together on Sunday, and that was the loudest. I mean, that's the the most I've gone crazy for a game in any sport in a long time. Like I, I was, I was super pumped for it. I was so depressed after they lost that game, but yeah, yeah I, I do think, I mean, look, this is, again, this is definitely a must win here. I think defensively it was weird. I know they didn't give up a ton of points, but it seemed like they were missing a lot of assignments. They were all over the place. They were struggling mm -hmm. to cover guys. Um, I think Tibbs is going to, or Thibs, however we want to call him. I think he's going to tighten that up a little bit. Randall has to be better. I mean, he has to be better in the last game. I mean, he couldn't have been worse. I mean, that that game was worse than even games he had last year with the Knicks. And uh, yeah, it was right. kind of disappoint, disappointing to see that. Um, so I'm not really confident right now in the series. I wish I was a little bit more uh, with the series, but I do think they uh, squeak out a win here and cover the two. Not not a must win, but for God's sakes, it's a must win, right? Yeah. They, they kind of really mm -hmm. have to kind of yeah, do it here. For sure. Uh, all right, Harry, you have, what the hell do you have? You have a player prop, don't you? Yeah, for the Hawks, I'm taking... Uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, over 17 and a half points. He had 18 in game one, which included that clutch three with like 50 seconds in the game. You mentioned Sal, 18, eight, yeah, 18 or more in five straight games, 13 of last 17. He's gone for 18 or more seven straight games. He's had at least four, three pointers. He's a guy who wants the ball in his hands and clutch time guy. Trey young can count on when he dishes it to him to shoot them yep. and make that three. So I'm going to go over 17 and a half points here. All right. You know, I thought I had Nixon seven at plus 460. I don't know if Mikey Meep, if anybody remembers, but now Nixon seven is plus 450. That makes sense. You would, oh. you would think they'd have to follow home, home, you know, for that to go. Harry, you're sticking. You think the Hawks win this series? Boy, not like I said, I, when we ran with Jerry, I gave out the next plus one and a half. I think the Hawks may win this series um, right. in seven, but the, uh, the Knicks get there with a plus one and a half. There you go. It's interesting. Hawks a sweep five to one. I don't even want to look at these. The Knicks have to advance. <laughs> and the thing that sucks is they could they could do some damage if they advance, right? I don't think that I don't love that Sixers team. I really don't. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The Hawks. Yeah. Have, I mean, the Hawks really do have a good lineup. Um, it's funny. One of the bets that I find weird is remember Trey Young used to take a ton of three pointers and just shows yeah. you right. sh shows you right. how much he's cut down on his shooting. I guess for them, which has been much better, but. Like Trey Young to have four threes tonight, four or more threes, like plus six twenty. It's crazy that 
when you when you look at his numbers, how yeah. how low amount of threes that right. is. Uh, All right. Well, if you haven't been able to tell by the last twenty minutes, guys, the NBA playoffs are here. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll be in hoops heaven, betting on all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook. So many exciting matchups. FanDuel is taking that excitement to another level because new and existing users, all customers, can bet risk-free throughout the playoffs. Once you have a FanDuel Sportsbook account, you can bet one same-game parlay risk-free every week. That means you can combine multiple bets for an even bigger win. And if you don't win, you get up to $10 back. I had the same-game parlay yesterday. Uh, Giannis, 25 or more points, and the Bucks just to win. And again, I was worried. I, I think he hit 30, right? But eventually, it was like one of those things where they're up 28. It's like, oh, crap. It's three minutes left in the third quarter. They're going to take him out. He has 23. He's stuck on 23 forever. But those uh, same-game parlays are fun. Do it. It's a perfect time to give FanDuel a shot. New users could still get up to $1,000 back if your first bet doesn't win. That doesn't seem That seems crazy to me every time I read it, but... It is true. Just sign up with promo code against all odds to bet the NBA playoffs risk-free exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. All right, they're here joining us now, the co-hosts of the Bowling with Favre podcast, which really covers nearly everything except bowling, which is weird. Combined, <laughs> they have 71,838 career passing yards, 508 touchdown passes, and three NFL MVP awards. Pro Football Hall of Famer Brett Favre and Eric Bowling. What's happening, guys? Not a whole lot. <laughs> Obviously, not a lot for you guys because you have us on. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is a this is a great thrill. Tell us about the podcast. How did you guys meet? Our researchers said you dated briefly in middle school, but I have a feeling that's wrong. <laughs> their, their stuff usually sucks. That would be true, except Eric's much older than I. Oh, is that what happened? Okay, yeah, I was right. I was a senior. He was a freshman. I, I didn't. That was that was frowned upon. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like trouble. Yeah, <laughs> but no, you got together. You're fans of each other, right? Eric, did you grow up a Packers fan or anything? I mean, I, obviously, you I, did say you're older. So I grew up in Chicago. I mm -hmm. and uh, you know I was. I was at Wrigley. I was at, at Soldiers Field when they, the toilets froze in the winter. So it was a very cold <laughs> place. So we grew up not loving the Green Bay Packers, obviously, for obvious reasons. They, they nice. Just, they ruined yeah. everything about us until 1984. I was going to say, this guy caused a lot of heartache for you, I'm guessing, as a Bears mm -hmm. fan. And then you oh, said, yeah. all right, let's just combine forces. It's easier, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's, let's, the truth is the Bears have caused a lot of heartache for Bear fans. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Now, Eric and I met back in the fall. We didn't know each other. Uh -huh. um, I think it was probably September, October. Eric, is that right? Yeah, right around there. Yeah. Um, we we did a sit down interview, uh, talking about my struggles with uh, pain pill addiction. Uh -huh. uh, unfortunately, Eric had a tragedy strike within his family, losing his son to. Uh, to an opiate. Um, and so we basically, the, the just of the interview was, you know, to, if we help other people, you know, then we, we accomplished our goal. And right. when we were done with the interview, we had a, I thought the interview went extremely well. There was a great rapport. Um, the podcast was mentioned and, um, I didn't think much of it. I said, yeah, sure. We'll do a podcast. And several months later, we were, we were getting our ducks in a row to start a podcast. That's great. And it's uh successful. You guys are doing well. You make news. It's a lot of fun. We're, 
we make yeah. news sometimes when we're not even trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there are people trying to extract news a lot. I do want to say, Brett, you, uh, Kenny Maine, our good pal, hosted his last Sports Center. He had Aaron Rodgers on. Uh, the only thing we got out of that, and I know you're close to the situation, obviously a legendary Packers quarterback for many, many years. Maybe you sympathize with Aaron Rodgers, what he's going through, maybe not. One thing he cleared up, I thought, is he's like, hey, I don't hate Jordan Love. I don't hate the coaching staff. So it sounded like it was the general manager and it was the front office and things like that. Unless it's like an equipment manager that I don't know about that it just he finds annoying. But what did you uh, take from that? Did you uh, did you sympathize more with Aaron Rodgers? Did it make more sense? Or do you think he's leaving, staying? What are your thoughts? Um, well, I think the issue is and has been, uh, and you said it, uh, is not with the players, not with the coaches. Um, it's between he and uh, what seems to be just the general manager, maybe maybe the president. I'm not sure on that one. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and the just of what the beef is, is not entirely clear, but I think it's about retaining players that he felt like not only did, did he like and, and enjoy playing with, but gave them a good chance to win and or – bringing back a former player who, again, he thinks could help the team and that he had a rapport with mm -hmm. and was basically, I don't want to say shunned because that, but they chose to go in different directions and mm -hmm. none of his requests were, were met. That's my understanding. You know, and you know, we, what we do a lot on the, on the podcast and is talk about this right here. And this is, this is some perspective you're getting that you're not going to get anywhere else. We talk about the changing dynamic in the NFL where mm -hmm. players are deciding, I want to play here. Or I don't want to play here. I'm going to go play there. And by the way, I'm going to bring some other players over here and how that's changed from when, when I, when I was watching Brett play where, he, he was part of the community. He wasn't just part of the huddle. He was part of the community. Right. And that's changed quite a bit. And, and where it heads from here, it's, it's, it's fascinating. But Brett, Brett has some great perspective on that. Yeah, you know, it's a different game today. Um, I, I still believe that it's, it's management's job to do management mm -hmm. and player's job to play. You know, from what I remember, and it wasn't that long ago in some respects, but uh, in the nature of the game today, it, it is a long time ago when I played. It's, it's hard to be good week in and week out just focusing on your play and what I can do to be good week in and week out. Mm -hmm. to, to add in, we should bring this guy in, we should uh, retain this guy. When you, when you start – infringing on what management does, um, you know, the less distractions you have as a player, I think the better you are. And as coaches, that's what you try to, to relate to the player. So if you can't, and, and as an older player, and I'll just give you an example, my year 15 through 20, I worried about things that I couldn't control. For example, is, is my new rookie right tackle going to be up to speed? against this team this week. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a valid worry, but one I can't control. Right. You know, is, is my new fullback going to know the plays? Well, you know, a valid argument, you know, to worry about. But, 
again, I can't control that. Right. Um, are they going to retain such and such player? You know, a guy I like. I want. I, I mean, it happened to me. Good players that I became close friends with, and I had a great rapport with, and won a lot of games with. They let go or chose not to resign. Right. It was upsetting, but. Well, well, Brett, how much? So, in your day, um, you know, the Packers need a cornerback, but you're saying. I need the left side of my offensive line. I need more protection. I'm getting sacked from the backside too often. How much say did you have in, in, in drafting, you know, some protection? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I never felt slighted one bit. Really? I, was I upset? Sure. Yeah. You know, in, in year two, I didn't care who they drafted. I didn't know a good player from a bad player. I didn't know a good team from a bad team. In year 18, I thought I knew it all. Right. You know, everything about the, the, the structure of every day I bitched about. That's part of being older. You, you complain about how we practice. Why do we go at this time? Why we meet so much? Mm-hmm. Why are you drafting that guy? We need this guy. You, you, but, but, that's the way it is. I, I, you know, now I'll say this. I don't know of any cases, but there may be where, say, the general manager, let's just use Tampa as an example. You got an extremely veteran player, probably older than most coaches on the team. Mm-hmm. It, I wouldn't be surprised either way if, say, the general manager says, hey, Tom, come in. You know, we're having our pre draft meetings. And I, I want to kind of get your input, your expertise on maybe a player that we're thinking about retaining. And if we do, we won't draft that position. Right. And we just kind of want to get your take on it. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Totally understandable. The guy running the ship on the field, especially a guy who's paid his dues and has tr- just tons of experience. Why wouldn't you want to lean on that? Right. But well, the, the flip side is, if you don't choose to do that, and you say as a management uh, collectively, we don't want to bring the players in on our decision-making. They have too much on their plate anyway. That's understandable. So right. I don't think that they're, they're wrong either way, but I think when players get mad, when they're not asked for their – now, I, again, in saying this, I don't know – the dynamics, what led to this with Aaron and the GM. Well, that's the the whole thing. Yeah. We don't know what the conversations are, the personality mismatches, whatever. What we can see is they haven't really done him favors in terms of drafting wide receivers or complimentary pieces, right? We saw they, they they drafted, uh, obviously Jordan Love was not going to help him. Uh, They drafted Dylan in the second round of running back. They already have Aaron Jones, but then I was looking through, I was like, yeah, he should feel slighted. Guess who else maybe should feel slighted? Brett Favre, um, Antonio Freeman, round three, Donald Driver, round seven, Robert Brooks, round three, Greg Jennings, round two. You know, these were never, I, you know, you, you may, I'm going to pat you on the back here. You made these guys great. Some of them were better than others. But, you know, did you ever feel that with the wide receiver? Like, hey, get me a piece. Donald Driver worked out great, but it was round seven. You're really not looking out for me here. Did you ever feel that way? No, I, I didn't because if you if you look at their career, yeah, with me, 
I, I wouldn't have been near as good without those guys. And you never know. You know, Tom Brady was was one of the last picks. Mm-hmm. You know, but he turned out to be great. I, th- I think the beauty of it, when you do it right, like Ron Wolf, to find those diamonds in the rough. And, and I am a perfect example. Mm-hmm. You know, I go to Atlanta as a second-round pick. I do everything in my power to not get on the field. Uh, not on purpose. I, mean, I, I ended up putting on 25 pounds. I drank too much beer. I ate hot wings. Yeah. I missed the team pitcher. Um, but I get traded for a first-round yeah. pick. I mean, go, who in the world trades for a guy who did everything in his power to not get on the field, and you trade a first-round pick for him and stick your neck out there? And really, you know, his career hinged on that pick. Right. And if I didn't if I didn't pan out and there was no reason to think I would turn into the player I became. But but Ron Wolf stuck his neck out there. And I think that all those draft picks that you just mentioned, he is responsible for. Yeah. And Hmm. and he made it work. And I think that, you know, the beauty of it is when you find someone who knows how to assemble those pieces and get those deals or steals, so to speak. And I agree. I think from the outside in, the Packers have not drafted for now, at least offensively. Mm-hmm. That being said, they've been pretty damn productive. Yeah. Really productive. And and going into the championship game this past year, I don't know if anyone said the Packers are going to lose. I mean, I, I had them as the favorites maybe to win it all. Sure. The way they were playing when when they went into that championship game. I thought they were unstoppable. So it's not like maybe maybe they don't have high draft picks. I'll say this with draft and Jordan Love to me sent a message that I'm sure that they still wanted to win now. Don't get me wrong, but it mm-hmm. sent the message that we're planning for our future. Mm-hmm. But we hope to win now, you know, uh, and and we're basically putting everything on you, Aaron. You know, and that, and I'm sure Aaron's okay with that. But yeah. but the message, I think, is where he is upset. Right. Now, Eric, you guys met, I think you said in September, October. You've done this podcast now a few months. How? What have you learned? What's the most interesting thing you've learned about Brett? And maybe uh, vice versa, something you didn't know. Uh, he's, um, he's, a, he's a huge golf fanatic fan oh. and golfer. Uh, we we just we just finished up a podcast. We talked about Mickelson and and mm-hmm. a fifty year old winning a, the the PGA. He's just a great guy. Brad is just a, he's he's salt to the earth. And and uh, you, you the more you listen to Brett, you realize there's a reason why you know he played what is it two hundred ninety seven consecutive starts. I think mm-hmm. is is the record because he had teammates around. We had this discussion today too regarding Aaron Rodgers and I don't want to put it, you know, put him in a, in a, in a weird spot or anything. But for me as a, I'm a, I'm a huge football fan, but I also bet a ton of football. I'm just oh, I love prop it. bets. I'm top to bottom. I'm how many, <laughs> how many passes are going to be thrown? I, I just love everything. You're on the, the right podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but, but we, we talk about the difference between when Brett came to a huddle and the team was just huddled around him and you knew they were, they had his back and they didn't want him to get hit or to get hurt. But, and it's, I just didn't, I don't see that with Aaron Rodgers. I don't, there are quarterbacks mm. who I think are, are beloved in the huddle and in the locker room. And I don't see that with Aaron. I, see, I think he's wildly talented, Aaron Rodgers. 
but he doesn't have the support or the, or the camaraderie or, you know, just that t- team feeling around him that, that I think other quarterbacks. And if I think if he did, I think there's your, there's your Super Bowl. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Yeah. You know, uh, on, on a different note, but the same questions out uh, about what I learned about a podcast and, you know, I've been, you know, around the media for, for a long time, obviously yeah. playing football. Uh, but how this podcast excerpts can be taken from it. And, you know, and I knew this, but I, the headline reads one sentence that I said in relation to a story that mm-hmm. can give it a whole different meaning. Right. And, and, you know, then the hate mail and the haters come out, but they don't, they don't see or hear the whole story. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, what's upsetting because yeah, in a podcast, you control your content, but when it goes out, you're not really out of control. I mean, yeah. you- Brett gets, Brett gets selectively edited <laughs> like every single week. So, Right. We'll, we'll, we'll do have a discussion about a player or a team or, or even in culture. We'll talk about a person. Um, we steer away from politics now because we've both been lit up like insanely already. So we're just moving politics out of the show. But culture, some of you know, just things that are going on. And yeah. Brett will answer something for maybe for 90, 60 to 90 seconds. And then one line in the middle of it changes the whole context of everything he had just spent 90 seconds talking about. And they'll mm-hmm. lift that. And they'll tweet it and says, Favre says this. And it's literally the 180 degree opposite of what he was, the point he was making. But it gets, you know, it gets clicks and, and it's just yeah. insane what the yeah, media The, the media, media doesn't does. care so much about context, it turns out. It must be frustrating, Brett, because you would do like what, like a 40 second sideline post game interview with Pam Oliver. And you probably walked away. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm good there. I just said all the things that a, a normal winning quarterback would say in that situation. And now you sit down with Eric for an hour and you're like, oh my God, I have to remember every little nuance of every line I said. Otherwise it's going to be, I, you drive yourself crazy after a while, right? Yeah. You know, I think if, and you guys obviously know this better than I do, but from a podcast perspective, to be good and to be uh, popular, whether from a likable or not likable perspective, you have to you have to put stuff out there that's maybe a little controversial. If you just mm-hmm. the old status quo and boring, right. then no one wants to listen to you. So, mm-hmm. but I don't want to I don't want to say things that are not true, and um, it, it's amazing that I mean I think you have to be careful, to, especially in the sensitive world we're living in right now, mm-hmm. of what you say. Um, and, and that's kind of been the, the aha moment in this yeah. podcast is that you want to be, I don't want to say you want to be on the cusp of controversial because I really don't, you know, uh, I have my beliefs like you mm-hmm. do. I, I, I try not to push them off on anyone else. I just, I state what I believe in and, um, and leave it at that. You know, and I don't dislike you, Sal, because you like something else. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, well, you like till- Italian food. I don't, but, you know, uh, oh. whatever, that, whatever that may be. But I mean, this world is like that. You say one thing that gets misconstrued 
yeah, maybe I said it, but in the context, mm-hmm. if, had you listened to the podcast or read the whole story, you go, ah, oh, now that makes perfect sense. Well, you just wait till you see what we do with this podcast you're on right now. At the end, we're going to have Eric saying that Biden is a bust and Brett, you say that Rogers <laughs> is going to the Raiders. Well, wait till you see the manipulation oh, no, we you, do with this. You guys are clearly cutting that I dated Brett in high school. <laughs> We know that's going to TMZ. That's the big news. That's what everyone wants to know. <laughs> Brad, you're very good about uh, people breaking your records, and you had many records out there. And I, w- I would be the exact opposite. And maybe you are deep down, but you're like, yeah, I want to see it done. Yeah, sure, I'm fine. I, w- I would hate to see any of my records broken. But I think there's one that's about to be broken that you would be happy to say goodbye to. Is that the sack record? I think, Brady, you're at 525. Tom is at 521. You'll be all right with that going away, right? You know what? I really don't care because <laughs> the, the problem with him breaking my record is they don't take the sacks away. I feel them every day. Oh, I see. It's like, all okay, right. I, Tom's like, okay, I passed you on the sack record. And I go, yeah, but I still feel like shit every day. <laughs> like he can't take the pain from you. I get it. Yeah. Uh, our friend Harry has to ask you a question. This is usually where things get dicey. But go ahead, Harry. You had, you had a bunch of... Uh, Things you want yeah. to ask Brett and Eric and and go ahead. Fire away. Hey Brett, listen from uh from a uh expert wing connoisseur like myself to to yourself, don't sell uh eating too many chicken wings short. That's number one. That's but also right. just curious here. Better season this year, Brett. Bridgewater, Darnold, or Zach Wilson, and why? Oh my god. Sam Darnold. I think it was a uh, <laughs> I think I think Sam Darnold. <laughs> really? I think, I think all three. Have a great Bridgewater. I think Bridgewater is going to get, continue to get better and better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought Carolina was a good fit for Bridgewater, but it, you know he's out now. I think Carolina is a good fit for a guy like Bridgewater, who's now gone, but now mm-hmm. Sam Darnold. I think they're quietly an up and coming team, and um, one that you kind of you're going to pass over and like. Top fifteen team. You, you're not going to pick Carolina, so the pressure to perform is not like it was with the Jets. Mm-hmm. And I think Sam is, has tremendous potential. I think the pressure on Zach Wilson. I don't know much about him. It will be astronomical. Will he or won't he handle it? And, and you know, to me, not getting thrown to the wolves too soon there is is very important. But Sam Darnold's kind of weathered the storm, but he's—I think he's with a great organization. That's a—that's a very solid, mm-hmm. not flashy team, if that makes sense. Can he cut down on the turnovers a little bit, though, Brett? Well, I think yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think I think how you call the game offensively from a from a uh, mm-hmm. a play perspective can limit that too. I mean, if you're 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 saying hey everybody's a viable receiver, then you're kind of opening the door for any throw. But if you call plays and structure them where it's either this guy, this guy, or run, or this guy and run, you can – I mean, you can protect that quarterback and and learn his do's and don'ts and likes and dislikes really quickly. I think that's the – that's what makes a good coach good and a great coach great, the ones that can call plays – yeah. that are productive, but restrict your players from making mistakes. Hey, uh, 
they're doing Panthers Jets week one, so that'll be a fun matchup. Eric, four point favorite Panthers. What, what are you jumping ah, on? What are you going? Panthers. Panthers. I'm not a really. Jet fan. Mm. I yeah. spent 35 years there, and, and it, it it was just it was brutal to be a Jet fan. It was brutal <laughs> to, to go to the games. Yeah. I mean, we talk about like the, they they play in, Jets and Giants play in the same stadium. They couldn't be two more opposite teams to to follow. To to be a, Giants make all the right moves. Jets just scratch your head half the time. And that's why I don't, I'm not Darnold. I, I don't know. I, I like Teddy Bridgewater. I agree with Brad. I think the guys, he's, he's, he's the next, you know, superstar breakout quarterback. I think, of, I think that's going to be ones. fun. That'll be fun. Where, 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 where did Teddy end up? I don't even know. Well, no, he, he's, yeah, he's right in now. Denver. So yeah. everyone's on, on watch with, with Rogers, right? He could be him. It could be Drew Luck. It could be Rogers at Denver, but yeah, so it's going to be uh, that's going to be interesting. It's a lot of yeah. quarterback carousel would never really stop this year. I do want to bring up before we uh, let you go, Harry there, who just asked you that uh, phenomenal question. He has some history with you, Brett. He was at Lambeau Field. What was that? January 08, Harry? Big Giants yes. fan in every sense of the word. Let's pull that picture up here of what Harry was wearing. And that says bye bye far. Uh, bye bye, Brett. Um <laughs> Come First on, no offense, Brett. No offense. Well, let, well, let him decide if there's a fence here. Did you, did you, look, first of all, you guys lost that game. I know you remember. Did this distract you? Because it would distract me to look up in the stands and see a hippopotamus <laughs> wearing a, a shirt uh, taunting me. Yeah, as I'm trying to make a, uh, a throw, I was blinded by the shirt. <laughs> Brad, it was called that day, right? It was called. I'm not. I'm not. We we're making kind. that up, right? You're, you're being very kind, <laughs> right? Oh, it's beyond it cold. Harry, why no. were you saying bye bye to Brett? I mean, he's in. I mean, you're Whoa. in his hometown. That shirt doesn't make sense on so many levels. I'm a polite guy. I was saying bye to Brett for the yeah. first time. I was in the same company as him. You know. Okay. Well, a nice Jets fan. I mean, for that matter, just happened to be the last game in Green Bay. That's all. A cordial New York fan. Is that possible? (laughs) Yes, you're right. He wore his manners on his shirt. That's unbelievable. Before we go, I don't know the answer to this. Brett Favre, uh, January, let's say any given Sunday in January, uh, colder in Lambeau or colder at Soldiers Field, Chicago? Oh. In my experiences, Colder in Lambeau. Now, I'll say this. I played a lot of games late in the year in Chicago, and several New Year's Eve games that were like 60 degrees, mm. surprisingly. Mm. The coldest game that I've ever played in is still the Soldier Field record for the coldest game ever. Yeah. We played the day before Christmas, my last year as a Packer, so 07. And when I tell you it was cold, and we, I think we were 12 and two going into the game, and they were like two and 12, and we got beat like a drum. Really? Mm. Um, but I knew, and I'll give you an example. First, we get the ball first. Wind is howling. It's sunny, it's cloudy. It's sunny, it's cloudy. Papers flying across the field, hot dog wrappers, popcorn. I mean, it's, it's, it's awful. And I knew that the wind was going to be a huge factor on top of the cold, obviously. But the first third down of the game, so the third play of the game, I'm in a shotgun. And I told our center, Scott Wells, snap it hard because a soft snap 
There's no telling where it's going to go. And he said, okay. So I get, get behind the center. I'm probably four, maybe five yards at the most from the center. And I say, hut. The ball comes and it gets right to my hands, almost to my hands, and it goes <laughs> straight over my head about eight yards behind me. Mm. And I, I run back, and, you know, that's a helpless feeling when you know you're getting ready to get trampled on by mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. And it's colder than hell. And that's what happened. And I, I walk off the field and I go, this is going to be a long. Yeah. <laughs> and it was. Get shot, that, that's, that was the one cold game in Soldier Field. Well, it sounded like it added to your sack total, so it made it that much more difficult for Brady <laughs> to, to, to break that. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on, Eric and uh, Brett. It's Bowling with Farv is the name of the podcast. We're going to say bye-bye. We don't have shirts that say bye-bye, but we're going to say it audibly. And uh, thanks again. It's a, it's a fun podcast. And everybody, listen, you catch that anywhere, right? Hey, thanks for having us on, guys. A lot of fun. I, iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. Thanks, guys. You got awesome. it, fellas. Awesome, guys. Take care. Thanks. Thanks, guys. All Thanks, right. guys. All right. There you go, Harry. You know, I'm proud of you. You didn't know. Uh, you, 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 I, I, I like grimaced a little bit when you started the wing, with wings. The wings. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, please. Well, he got wings. Wings are on my wings. He got wings on my mind. What can I say? I feel like uh, everybody's. Who else did we have that argued in favor of Sam Darnold? Then we have someone. Uh, every guest likes Sam Darnold, right? Babyface. Who else was it? It was a couple I mean, weeks I ago. It's everyone in general likes. Uh, yeah, I know, but there was another guest, a prominent guest. Was uh, it Steve Lavin? I don't know. I I'm, trying, <laughs> I'm trying to think of as Liner or, or. Oh, it was Matt probably Liner. Yeah, Liner. it had to be yeah. Liner. Yeah, yeah, that makes right. sense. Right. So, yeah. Oh, two, USC. Right. Yeah, but USC guys. Two, two NFL quarterbacks going against Harry. Yes. We USC. Should, we should pair up these guys. videos. A Bowling USC up. guy's going to back a USC guy, though. <laughs> Bowling played a little minor league baseball too, Sal. I don't oh, know if did you he? knew that, but he played, I didn't know yeah, that. played for the uh, he's in the Pirates organization, I believe. Uh, uh, I had, a, I think he was up to Double A. I think uh, he had some type of injury then that uh, right derailed his career. So he's a he's a sports guy. Yeah, too. No, that was fun. Those guys are good. Uh, all right, what's the time for Sharp Tank? We do that now. Uh, we went one and two on Thursday, right? Parley kid, boy, that was touch and go for a while. My, you had that minus nine would be the winning score, minus oh, nine or better. Man, they never got there, right? It was seven, never seven, got seven. there because you know what? Right, nobody put together like two good rounds, right? Of this whole tournament, yeah. Like, you had a couple guys go uh, a minus five for one day. They'd come back with uh, four over, even. You know? Yeah, and right. Then I think yeah. you take a guy like Answer. I think on the last day he was minus seven, mm-hmm. uh, which was probably the best day. But you know. He was, uh, you know, plus twos uh, the three pr- previous days before that. So nobody could really put together like two back-to-back minus yeah. four, minus five days. So that cost me. But I got a good one this week, Sal. Go ahead. I think you like it already. I'm doing a same-game parlay with uh, Julius Randle over 25.5 points and over 9.5 rebounds at plus 231 here, Sal. He grabbed 12 rebounds in game uh, one. He averages over 10 for the season. Uh, I think that rebound thing is going to happen, and I think we both assume he's going to score more than 25 yeah. and a half points here. I think you said 28 before you were looking at him to score. So plus 231, I think you got to like this. All right, I already like half of that at least, right? So, yeah, plus 231, the rebound should come too. All right, you got to beat that. Harry, you were our winner. You had Memphis, screw you, plus four Friday night <laughs> over uh, Golden State. What is your sharp tank pick? 
Yeah, I've hit two Shark Tanks in a row now, and I'm mm. on Wednesday night. I'm going to take the Wizards and the Sixers to go over 231. In game one, 243 was scored. They've had a game this season that did not go to overtime where it landed 277. Philly scored in the 120s, three straight games. Uh, Westbrook and Beal have been fantastic, especially down the stretch here. This Wizards team has been on a crazy offensive uh Run in the past two months, 21 straight games. They have scored at least 115. Wiz in their last 10 games, eight of them, 230 points or more. Wiz Sixers, 231 nice. over on Wednesday night. Okay. Yeah, Wiz playing the 120s almost every game. All right, Brian, you lost with the Knicks minus one. Oh, God, that was terrible. I don't have, you know, it's funny. They um, they just came out with these WNBA lines, and I feel like a Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday, Tuesday. It so is I funny. I don't know. When in doubt. Well, exactly. I don't have a lot of analysis right here, Um, but I feel like, you know, I think I've, I don't know. I think on my actual real bets, I'm like six and one in WNBA, so I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with this. This might just I'm going to predict you're going Connecticut Sun plus three and a half. Well, it's funny. I was I that line just came out. I was thinking yep. about it. My own, uh, I was thinking about it. I don't know. It's tough to go against the storm. And the other game, you know, one thing that's sorry to 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 say this, but the WNBA, the one thing is I don't know who's playing game in game out. There's a lot of injuries and you don't find out until like five seconds. Yeah, well they take the after the NBA. They, they, like, the, just the, like the letters NBA. NBA are in WNBA. So it's it very, makes sense. Very but, true. But yes. I'm gonna go uh Ah, Jesus. I'm going to go with the Washington Mystics. The Mystics minus two and a half here. Um, They actually just, they're getting, uh, it's minus two and a half. They're in Indiana. Uh, They actually just got blown out to uh, the fever by by 12 uh, the other night. Uh, I don't have a lot to go by, but I did watch the, I did watch their whole game against the Liberty the other day. I'm sorry to say where they won by about 30. Mm. Um, they're, they're missing a ton of players right now, the, the, the mystics. So eventually they're going to be one of the better teams. The reason I'm going against the fever here is, uh, the fever generally are the team to go against, uh, in the WNBA and the fact that they just beat them by 12, I don't see them winning two, two big games in a row here. So I'm going to go with mystics okay. minus two and a half. Mm. All right. With all due respect, I'm going to jump on with the parlay kid here. Randall over 25 it. and a half. And you know what? And uh, and over nine and a half rebounds gets you plus two thirty one as a same game parlay. Let's do it. Same game parlay, kid. We may have to add to the nickname. Um, yes. Yeah, and also the Knicks don't have to win for this to hit. I mean, Bogdanovich three with uh, one point six left. We could uh, survive that because Randall Wolf already had his thirty points and eleven rebounds. So let's go with that. Uh, Joel and Jim, what are our extra points for the day? What's the best? Point and the worst point made. We'll start with you, Joel. Uh, let's see. You made an excellent point that uh, Playoff P might be the worst nickname yeah. of all time. Uh, that's just it's just weird. But I'm going to go with Harry uh, on on the Phoenix Suns because a lot of a lot of people are are still saying the the Lakers are the better team. But Harry has not swayed on the Suns. He's loved the Suns all season. And uh, he he loves the sun so much that they he uh, the sun completely scorched the top of his head. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> he fell asleep in the sun the other day. That's mm-hmm. how much he loves it. Well, it's a homer pick, but that's fine. That's fine. I know it's good for Harry if the, the uh, property value. Aiton. Well, let's see. Let's see what Drummond can do against Aiton. Not nothing so far. Right. I mean, <laughs> Harry doesn't own property, but the property value, I guess, theoretically goes up if the local sports teams are good. So there you go. Sons, uh, Harry gets the best pick. All right, Jim, hit us with the bad news. What's the worst point made? 
I'm going to go with Harry picking the Suns <laughs> because he didn't put a dollar on it. Yet he keeps talking about it. Yeah, he had the Suns <laughs> to win the West at 26 there to we 1. Go. This is what he's famous for, right? He goes crazy about these picks that he didn't make any money off of. Exactly. It makes sense. It's all that matters. Right. Makes sense. No dollars. That's interesting. <laughs> you know what? We're going to have to make that T-shirt. Um, I, I think what we're really excited about, Jim and I, though, is will Harry make he now he he's he's kind of set the tone tonight. Will he make the first to ten uh, challenge? Because he's got. Oh like yeah, to I gotta get rolling, guys. I gotta roll. I gotta. Uh, get I'm, I'm gonna say Harry doesn't make it. Uh, on really? Tonight. All right. So right. race to yeah. ten. He's gonna be racing to his phone, which he has on him anyway. If if you're not on a plane, you made it, right? Racing to the Tampa airport in about two seconds. Yeah. All right. Go to it. Yeah. All there right. you go. I know everybody's got to go. Uh, that's another episode of against all odds for the degenerate trifecta jim cunningham babyface joel solomon eric bowling and brett Favre. i'm sal saying so long and happy handicapping na, na, na.